0: sacred soundings sacred music inspiring stories and reflections to deepen your faith beyond measure I'm Al Romano your host for sacred soundings on listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and streaming live on st. Saint st. John Vianney is known all over the world as the curé or priest of ours a small French village He was one of those simple, seemingly unmotivated and less gifted people whom God uses to confound self-impressed and flamboyant individuals the world regards as savvy and having it all together. John was born in 1786 in a community near Lyon, France, three years before the start of the French Revolution. His devout Catholic parents, Matthew Vianney and Marie Belize, were poor farmers They had John, the fourth of their six children, baptized the day he was born. When John was three years old, France's population of 28 million was almost entirely Catholic, but the revolution's anti-clerical measures closed France's Catholic churches and suppressed religious worship. By the time John Vianney was four, all the churches in France were served only by apostate priests who swore allegiance to the new state church, Loyal priests, who refused to accept the civil constitution of the clergy, were deported or put to death. Instructions for John's First Holy Communion at age 13 had to be carried out in secret by two laicized nuns whose communities had been dissolved. His First Communion ceremony itself took place in a neighborhood home with the windows of the drawing room shuttered so that the light of the candles could not be seen. Even though it was declared unlawful, the Vianis would travel to distant farms to attend mass celebrated clandestinely in barns by loyal priests who risked their lives to bring the sacraments to their flocks. As a little boy, John came to admire these intrepid priests, and the nuns as well, as heroes. Thus were planted the seeds of his desire to become a priest. The Catholic Church was re-established in France in 1802 by Napoleon Bonaparte, resulting in religious peace throughout the country. Vianney spent his early teenage years working as a shepherd and farm boy. He believed he had a calling to the priesthood, and at age 16 was eager to begin his studies. But his family was desperately poor. Not until John turned 20 could his father allow him to leave the farm to be taught at a presbytery school. In the neighboring village of Acoli, conducted by a French abbot, Abbe Bali. The school taught arithmetic, history, geography, and Latin. Vianney struggled with his studies, especially with Latin, since his earlier schooling had been obliterated by the revolution. <laughs> Spirit, and We Adore Thee, by the men and boys of the Schola Gregoriana Mediolanensis of Rome, and Glory to the Father, by the choir Cantores and Ecclesia. After further study at Acoli with Abbe Bali, John Vianney entered a minor seminary in central France and then the major seminary at Lyon. Here his lack of schooling in his early years made learning extremely difficult. Twice he failed his final exams, because he couldn't master Latin. Considered too slow to make the grade, he was returned to Abbey Bali. The kind-hearted and persistent abbot continued to work with him, and at length convinced the vicar general that Vianney's piety was great enough to compensate for his lack of mental acuity. So Seminarian John Vianney received minor orders in the subdiaconate in 1814, and was ordained a priest on August 12th 1815. He said his first Mass the next day and reported for his first assignment, a position no doubt chosen as commensurate with his limited capabilities. He was assigned as the assistant priest, with opportunity for continued study and learning, under Abbe Bali and equally. That ideal situation would last only a few years before Abbe Bali died, and Father John Vianney presumably because of his ineptness and lack of priestly experience, was appointed priest of the small, poor parish in the tiny town of Ars, population 230, in the auvergne rhone Alps region of eastern France. Just trying to find the village, Vianney got lost, and two young men tending flocks in the fields pointed him in the right direction. Despite his minuscule size, Ars was widely known, for his taverns, uninhibited dancing, and drunkenness. Indeed, one could hardly expect Father John Vianney to single-handedly make any dramatic improvement in the community's level of spirituality. Yet he would have an astounding impact on ours, on all France, and the entire world. And the only helping hand he needed was the hand of God. Sacred Banquet and Hear the Voice in Prayer by the Scola Cantorum of the Dominican House of Studies in Washington. You're listening to Sacred Soundings on listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. As parish priest, Vianney quickly saw the devastating damage that the French Revolution had wrought on the Catholic Church. Not just the physical damage, but the religious ignorance and indifference left in the war's aftermath. Sundays in rural areas were spent working in the fields, or given to uninhibited dancing and drinking in taverns. Vianney resolved to bring his people back from their fallen condition through his own personal self-mortification as a penance for them, and through the sacrament of penance, where he could extend Christ's forgiveness to his parishioners and counsel them back to living, true Christians. His acts of self-mortification were severe. Says one source, he gave his mattress to a beggar and slept on the floor or on a board in his bed with a log for a pillow. As if that weren't penitential enough, he slept only two hours each night, rising shortly after midnight, and going to the church, where he remained kneeling without support until it was time for him to say Mass. Another account says he ate almost nothing, two or three moldy potatoes in the middle of the day, and sometimes he went two or three days without eating at all. It appears to be well-documented that because of Vianney's holiness and determination to win back the souls of his parishioners for Christ, the devil repeatedly badgered and assaulted him. Satan frequently interrupted Vianney's sleep with deafening noises, insults, and physical attacks, and once actually set his bed on fire. Evidently, many local residents witnessed these devilish aggressions. It is said that Vianney accepted them as a kind of occupational hazard and left them off. St. John Vianney is renowned above all else, for his extraordinary God-given charisms as a confessor and spiritual advisor, including the special gift of reading hearts, that is, the ability to see deeply into the heart and soul of a penitent and know the sin troubling that penitent's conscience before he or she confesses it. This extraordinary gift, shared by very few saints and priests, enables the confessor to more effectively guide the penitent back to a closer relationship with God. In John Vianney, the gift of reading hearts was combined with the power of an extraordinary love for people that filled his own heart. Surely his penitents could sense this, could feel embraced, uplifted, and excitedly renewed in God's friendship through his absolution, given them by Vianney. They undoubtedly shared their deeply fulfilling confessional experiences with friends and neighbors, because the confession line grew, and so did Vianney's reputation. Before long, he was spending at least 11 or 12 hours a day in the confessional during winter, and up to 16 hours in the summer. People were coming to him from miles around, then from distant cities throughout France, and by 1827, well within the first decade of Vianney's tenure as a parish priest, penitents were making pilgrimages from many other countries to meet the holy curia of ours, to go to women in confession, and to be absolved from their sins. By 1855, the number of pilgrims streaming into Father John Vianney's confessional from every direction had reached 20,000 a year. During the last ten years of his life, he spent 16 to 18 hours a day in the confessional. He was actually forbidden by his bishop to attend the annual retreats of the diocesan clergy because of the great number of souls awaiting him for confession. I Love You, and Dear Angel Ever at My Side by the Benedictus of Mary, Queen of Apostles. After shepherding his flock for forty-one years and serving pilgrim penitents from all over the world, Father John Vianney died on August 4 in 1859 at age seventy-three. The love, gratitude, and respect shown him from that day to this day have been remarkable, and fittingly so. More than a thousand people attended Vianney's funeral, including his bishop and the priests of his diocese. Before burial, Vianney's incorrupt body was fitted with a wax mask and is entombed above the main altar in the Basilica of Ars. Thousands upon thousands of pilgrims travel to Ars every year in remembrance of the humble priest's holy life. Pope Pius XI canonized Father Vianney in 1925 and later named him the patron Saint of Parish Priests. When Pope Benedict XVI commemorated the 150th anniversary of Father Vianney's death, he encouraged all priests to look at St. Vianney as a superb example of dedication to one's priestly vocation. All these honors have important implications for Catholics with respect to the Sacrament of Penance, If you're a Catholic and you ever feel even the slightest bit uncomfortable about something you need to confess, just put your mind and heart at ease by recalling that St. John Vianney, perhaps the most loving, compassionate, and understanding of all confessors, is the patron saint and model for the priest who will hear your confession. I'm Al Romano, your host for Sacred Soundings, airing every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and at 2.30 and 9 p.m on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.